Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news and agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Bob. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Kristen. You know, you can feel the crispness in the air outside. It's a little chilly this morning if you're just rolling up. It is a little chilly. I'm being a little stubborn. I'm not turning the heat on in my house just yet. Oh, I'm a big baby. Mine was turned on Saturday. It was on. I was cold. But I do put more blankets on my bed. Oh, there you go. You know, I was driving in, and as the weather gets colder and everyone gets that itch for hunting season, you know, the bow hunters are out, the youth hunt was this weekend, I'm always watching for deer. And I saw one in a field, you know, and I was like, oh, good, one. And then I'm driving, and there's a gun club, you know, by Nilsville, the Nilsville Gun Club. Yep. And as I'm driving past it, there's two deer standing right in the shooting lane, like where everybody (laughs) shoots. And I'm like, has the student now surpassed the master? Is that what they're in there for at this time in the morning? I mean, I maybe they're just testing the water. I don't know, but yeah, two deer standing right in the gun range. <laughs> That's kind of I'm neat. like, what are they doing? <laughs> they're not supposed to be there. But total today was seven, no, eight deer and okay. one living skunk. 
Living skunk. Living skunk. And it was live when I went past it yet. So you didn't want to go and hit it then? No. How come? They um they have a scent. Just a bad scent. It's a little strong for my, <laughs> my, my sense of smell. So yes, I, I let it live for another day. Well, good for you. I thought so. I'm a nice person that way. Absolutely. Try not to kill the critters on the highways. And how was your weekend? My weekend was busy. Busy? Busy. What'd you make? You cooked. I know you did. <laughs> you know I'm an Esther. <laughs> I made uh, six quarts of uh, applesauce mm-hmm. and 25 pints of tomatoes. Oh. I made uh, spaghetti sauce, chili, starter, and then regular tomato sauce. Do you ever sleep? Well, once in a while. Once in a while. I made chicken and dumpling soup. I was pretty proud of that. I made chicken noodle soup. Homemade chicken noodle soup on Saturday. Ooh, nice. See, we were thinking the same thing. Chicken and dumpling, chicken noodle. There you go. Yep. My husband took my daughter out hunting for the youth hunt. Saw 19 deer on Saturday night. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, they did good. Um, She wasn't quite ready to pull anything. She didn't see that big, you know, the 30-pointer coming that she was hoping for. So then they went out again last night, and she saw some, but not enough to... She, just, yeah, she wasn't quite... She she After the deer was there for, like, I don't know, I don't know how long the deer was standing there, then she got ready. She had the safety off finger on the trigger, and just like that, the deer was like, I'm done, and just walked off the field. And she's like, what? I was ready, and yeah. But yeah. I said there's always rifle hunt, which has been a little over a month. Well, ye who hesitates, right? Exactly. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> Boy, we got lots of them today. Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> lots of them. And we've got a lot of stuff going on in agriculture. Guess what? We've got a winner at World Dairy Expo. The Supreme Champion was winner. We'll be touching base on that. We've got a new leader at the Wisconsin Beef Council Board of Directors. And we've got to talk about a conference that's coming up in December at the Kalahari and the Dells. We've got a busy morning. We are loaded up with all kinds of knowledge and excellence. And, of course, maybe a joke or two. Or three. Or three. We have to throw that in there. It's a Monday morning here at Wax. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That's right. We do work in acres, not in hours. As Jill was saying earlier, she's busy canning and cooking and baking. And did you bring in any samples? No. You, were, you answered that really fast. They were really, they were warm yet yeah, last night. I did all this tomatoes yesterday. You didn't even have to run your heater in your truck then. Just put them in the truck and bring them in this morning. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe next week. Oh, sure. Maybe next week. Do you hear that? You know what I smell this morning? I think I smell a little bit of T-R-O-T-B-L-E. It's fall focus on energy time, and I've got Jessica Melsna. She's energy advisor for focus on energy. And today we're going to talk about our recent new construction project completed at Sparta Floral and Greenhouses. Tell me about the new structure. They have a brand new retail building and then they added four greenhouses. What are some of the features for their new greenhouses? A thermal curtain which goes above the plants in the greenhouse. They also added heat temperature sensors and humidity sensors that control the heating and cooling. So that is all digital. They can control it remotely. They also did add some LED lighting. They can light one of their spaces with just five fixtures. 
So in order to do these different projects, they did receive some incentives. What did that look like? They received over $11,000 in financial incentives from us, from Focus on Energy. They also are estimated to save about 194 kilowatt hours and 12,138 therms for their first year. Um, This should come out to an annual bill savings of $9,125 on their utility bills per year. And that savings, what does that look like for a number of homes? These should equate to the same amount of electricity used by 12 average residential homes for an entire year. So to put that into perspective, it's a pretty substantial number. How can businesses get in touch with you and start their energy savings journey? So you can contact your local energy advisor um, with questions or we can come out. Um, Start with focusonenergy.com and go to the energy advisor map or you can call 800 762 7077. And that's our fall focus on energy update with Jessica Melsna. She's energy advisor for Focus on Energy. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are almost five minutes before five o'clock on this Monday morning. And Jill, do you see any critters on your drive-in? I did not. You didn't? No, I saw some. Well... I saw some eyes way off on the distance, but I did not see them close up, and so I could see the hair of them. Hmm. Whatever. I understand. I've got a question for you. Uh oh. Did you ever hear the rumor about the butter? No. I won't spread it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That see? one's cute. That's I like that cute. one. That one was good. I do like this one too. Why aren't koalas considered bears? I don't know. Because they don't have the right qualifications. Nice. (laughs) I thought those were fun. Those are fun. For a Monday morning, we need to giggle a little bit. Absolutely. We need to giggle a lot. Yes. Right now, we're at 41 degrees. It does not feel like that in Eau Claire. It's cool. It definitely didn't feel like that when I was leaving home this morning. It does not feel like 30s and 40s. I'm not ready for it. But the good news is we're looking at mostly sunny weather today. High of 53. Tonight, it's going to be partly cloudy with a low of 36. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Same high of 53. Tomorrow night, a few clouds. Low of 38. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 57 degrees. On this Monday morning, we are getting started with the harvest. And it is time for our Pioneer Updates. I've got Ryan Bates. He's field agronomist for Pioneer. Harvest is really just getting started. And you have some results from the early soybean harvest. What are you seeing out there? Last Monday, we really got going on soybeans in the area and uh, kind of find out uh, a few surprises and a lot of uh, variability out in the field, I would say, it, and across the area. You can tell who got the moisture and the water hole capacities of soils. It's field averages across the area reports 30 to 80 bushels, just how big a swing we're seeing across the area. We're really starting to knock some of that out it's surprising the yields we are seeing out there on, on the top end. I think those are probably the biggest surprises out there. How well some of these fields are yielding with the lack of moisture we had at the end of August, early September as we look to fill out those beans. I think that's probably the biggest surprise. We knew the low end was there. The fact that we have fields, you know, in that 70, 80 bushel environment is the biggest surprise. And I think that comes back to the fertility management, our earlier planting, and I would say in general, 
earlier varieties that capture more of that yield on the front end in July, early August. Makes some big difference than on planting date and maturity of the soybeans and across the area on when they really were able to feel that yield. I'm going to turn the page from harvesting of those soybeans to the corn harvest. That is really just getting started. What are you seeing? What we saw on the corn silage side was the big swing in moisture, you know, 20 points of moisture swings in corn silage. High moisture is probably 10 points as we get in this drier corn. Big variability across the field with how droughty some of these environments getting into that 20%. Some of the healthier ranges are up close to the 30. So big moisture swings, and it's going to be a a challenge with harvesting some of those fields. Hopefully, as we get drier, that range narrows and makes it a little bit easier to harvest. Yield-wise, I think we're able to capture enough yield and add enough moisture with a good rooted crop. You know, yields are pretty solid for APH. Um, some areas are actually going to have probably a little better crop, especially as you get into that uh, Pierce-St. Croix County area. And that's a little more information about the early harvest of our soybeans and corn here on the Pioneer Program with Ryan Bates, field agronomist. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Thank you so much, Jill, for that Pioneer update. And it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The death toll keeps climbing after the coordinated attack by Hamas on Israel over the weekend. More than a 1,000 Israelis and Palestinians have been killed, while officials have confirmed some American casualties. Israel, which has responded with airstrikes in Gaza, formally declared war on the militant group Sunday. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vowed that Israel would take mighty vengeance as his country embarks on a long and difficult war that was forced upon us. The Israeli government says that Hamas has taken at least 100 civilians hostage. Meantime, the Pentagon is moving U.S. Navy ships and military aircraft closer to Israel in a show of support. President Biden is making it clear that Israel has full U.S. support. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world and to terrorists everywhere that the United States stands with Israel. We will not ever fail to have their back. Biden spoke from the White House Saturday after the deadly surprise attack on Israel. Biden said there is never justification for terrorist attacks, and Israel has a right to defend itself and its people. He also had a stern warning against any party hostile to Israel wanting to exploit the attacks for their own benefit. A man is dead and several others were injured after a shooting at a party in Pennsylvania. Uh, We continue to ask the public to provide us with any information they have. Please uh, get it around that time, provide it to law enforcement. Police say it happened early Sunday at a private community center party in Indiana County. The victim who was killed was pronounced dead at the scene. At least eight others were wounded and hospitalized. No suspects were in custody as of late Sunday night, and authorities are looking for more than one gunman. And Brock Purdy threw for 252 yards and four touchdowns as the San Francisco 49ers dominated the Dallas Cowboys 42-10 to on Sunday night football at Levi Stadium. San Francisco improved to 5-0 and as one of the two undefeated teams in the NFL. Meantime, Dallas dropped to 3-2 and on the season. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Time to catch up with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, driven by hardworking dairy farm families all across the state and their dairy checkoff dollars. Suzanne Asige is the 
Director of Market Research for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And give them a little sense on what you do within Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Thank you, Pam. It's great to be talking to you today. So I do a lot of research on the market. Specifically, we're talking about the cheese market. We want to understand what is selling, where it's selling, who's buying it, and really understand what are some of those opportunities that our manufacturers can take advantage of so that they can sell more Wisconsin dairy products and use more Wisconsin milk. We tap into a number of different resources. Over the years, we've really focused our spending on the resources that get us the biggest bang for the buck. One of our big resources is a retail sales database, and they are tracking across 90% of the grocery stores across the U.S. Every piece of cheese that gets scanned across that register, they're trying to capture those sales so that we know what is selling and exactly where it is. And that data is updated for us weekly. So that's something that we can monitor and see when sales changes happen, when something pops up. People love cheese for holiday entertaining, for holiday baking, all sorts of different applications. You know, when you're bringing people together, you want indulgent, wonderful foods to really help create those wonderful memories. And cheese fits right in there. We see a big impact across most of the cheese category, but one segment in particular that is great for holiday entertaining is flavored cheeses. So that's a segment that we like to track and kind of see what's happening with flavored cheeses coming up to the holidays. Flavored cheese accounts for about 8% of overall cheese sales. But as I said, sales jump about 50% in that week before Christmas. I bet you never thought so much research went in to that package of cheese that's got the Proudly Wisconsin badge on it. Don't forget, if you ever want to follow up on any conversations that I'm having here on the radio, you can always go to wisconsindairy.org, wisconsindairy.org. Susanna Seagate, she is the Director of Market Research for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory. Find us at smithfuneralec.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's this Monday morning about five minutes after five o'clock. And guess what? World Dairy Expo wrapped up on Friday with the crowning of the 2023 Supreme Champion. And the winner is, drumroll please, Jill. The Holstein. Yep, a fan favorite, Shakira, whose full name is Herbacris Snapple Shakira E.T., was earlier named the Grand Champion Holstein. Shakira is owned by Jacobs, Antelimark, Ty D. Holsteins, Kate Rawls, and Attaboy Holsteins of Quebec. Her winning streak began back in 2021 when she was named Grand Champion of the International Holstein Show and Supreme Champion of World Dairy Expo. And this year, after winning the six-year-old and older cow class, Shakira accomplished the same feat as she was named Grand Champion of the International Holstein Show before claiming her second World Dairy Expo Supreme Champion title. Congratulations to all of the exhibitors at this year's Expo. That's pretty amazing. Two-time winner of Expo. Yeah, and at six years old, I mean, she's uh, milked a lot already. Oh, she's a beautiful cow. If you get a chance, go online, type in World Dairy Expo Supreme Champion. She is this big white cow, mainly white with, like, the black spots. But, I mean, her mammary system, that that back end of hers was just, wow. It was amazing. It was. It was beautiful. The best in the world. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's why she's the supreme champion. And Jill, we've got a new elected official at a council. What's going on with that? The Wisconsin Beef Council Board of Directors elected new leadership to guide the beef checkoff program to the state. Dr. Amy Radons of Ellsworth will lead the 23-member board as president for the next two years. Rodons is a beef cattle technical specialist and serves on the board through an appointment by the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association. She also raises stocker cattle on her farm in Pierce County. 
She will act as the Federation of State Beef Council's Director on behalf of Wisconsin. And I've chatted with Amy Reduns. She was actually, uh, my kids went to, two of my kids went to uh, River Falls to school. So they were her, they were her, they, she was their teacher. Excuse me. Oof, words are hard this morning. (laughs) But Are we still sleeping, Jill? A little bit. But she is the knowledge that she has and the encouragement that she brings to the table is just awesome. Well, that's excellent. Well, we've got more coming up. We'll be touching base with weather. That'll be coming in next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time in the morning to take a look at our weather. We're looking at a mostly sunny day today with a high of 53 degrees. Tonight is going to be partly cloudy with a low of 36. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and 53 degrees. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, a few clouds, low of 38. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 57 degrees. And Wednesday night's going to be mostly clear, low of 41. Temperatures around the area, if you're just waking up this morning, Medford, nice and chilly, 34 degrees. La Crosse is at 45. They're our hot spot today. Marshfield's at 36, Green Bay's at 38, Rice Lake is at 37 degrees, Wausau's at 35, Madison is at 41, Milwaukee, only 43 degrees, and right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 41 degrees. We've got your morning markets, those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, this morning's markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance, and Jill, lead us off for the morning. Well, let's start with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 174 to 184 and a half, with mixed at 134 to 173. Choice-fed beef heifers are 174 to 185 and a half, with mixed at 120 to 173. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 157 to 173, with select and silage-fed steers 129 to 156. Cows are 71 to a dollar, with a top of 128. Bulls are 102 to 124. Butcher hogs are 27 to 78 with sows at 22 to 29 and boars at 12 to 15. New crop market lambs are 145 to 184 and feeder lambs are 60 to 180. Thank you so much, Jill. And we're going to switch over to that mercantile exchange. Your live cattle for October is at 183.07, up a dollar 12. December's at 186.67, up a dollar 30. February's at 190.77, up a dollar 17. Feeder cattle for October's at 248.37, up 87 cents. November's at 250.87, up 57 cents. January's at 253.77, up 72 cents. Lean hogs for October's at 82.32, up a dollar 42. December's at 73.57, up a dollar 30. February's at 77.57, up a dollar 62. Switching over to that Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn on the overnight was up three cents to 495. December oats up three at four twenty seven. November beans were up six at twelve seventy two. December soybean meal was up a dollar sixty a ton to three seventy three seventy a ton. Your December wheat was up nine at five seventy eight. Switching over to that dairy side, barrel cheese on Friday was up one and three quarter cent to a dollar fifty seven and three quarter. Your blocks were up one and three quarter cent to a dollar seventy and a quarter. And your double A grade butter was up one and three quarter cent to three fifty and a quarter. Class 3 futures for October up just a penny at 1686. November up 8 cents at 1736. December up 8 cents at 1757. January slipped down 3 cents at 1796. But February turned it around up 3 cents at 1808. And then those markets were mixed into 2024. And that's a look at your morning markets again brought to you. 
16 minutes after 5 o'clock. And Jill, we've got another conference coming up. It's kind of a, a mix of two. Tell me about that. Well, farmers and other agricultural professionals from around the state are invited to attend the new Western Wisconsin Water and Soil, Conser- Soil Health Conference. The conference will be December 7th and 8th at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. This conference is building upon the legacies of two pivotal events, the Wisconsin Cover Crop Conference and the Discovery Farms Conference. This all-encompassing conference will cover things like water quality, cover crops, and soil health. It will feature two full days of learning opportunities for three distinguished key- with three distinguished keynote speakers and real-world examples from farmer panels and roundtable discussions. Early bird registration discount prices are available till November 6th. Very good. That, was, that should be a good meeting. Well, and they talk about the keynote speakers, but I think a lot of times farmers learn from each other mm-hmm. just as much as those keynote speakers. Yep. Oh, I agree. So if you're interested in going again, that early bird registration is until November 6th. But mark it on the calendar. The conference will be December 7th and 8th at the Kalahari Resort and Convention Center in the Dells. Now, for the gentlemen that are going to the Dells, there is a mall there. So you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. Go to the conference, learn something, but then go shopping for Christmas for your significant others, children, favorite on-air personalities. Just saying. I know. It's such a good opportunity to it is. get all that stuff done. And we'll make our list, and we'll tell you right where to go. It'll be super easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to have some fun. It's a Monday morning, and Bob stole my spot last Monday because he was going to Expo, so I get to have fun today. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be hearing from Chuck Nicholson. Now, not Jack Nicholson, the actor Chuck Nicholson, the Dairy Analyst Forum. Pam Yonke had a chance to catch up with him. University of Minnesota Animal and Dairy Sciences. So that'll be coming up next right here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yes, we're fresh off the granddaddy of the dairy shows, World Dairy Expo, that wrapped up on Friday. But dairy activities will continue to come through Madison. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. October 24th and 25th, Madison will play host to the National Workshop for Dairy Economists and Policy Analysts. Kind of a good group to listen in on, especially as we craft a new farm bill. I talked about it with Dr. Chuck Nicholson, one of the organizers. He's an associate professor in animal and dairy sciences on the UW-Madison campus and and he explains, and he explains the diversity of the group and the diversity of information they'll be sharing. Hey, Pam, thanks a lot. This uh, workshop has been around for a long time, more than 25 years. We're really pleased to be able to reboot it after not doing it since 2019. Uh, and this is like the premier event for folks who think about dairy economics or dairy policy issues. And so we're delighted to be able to host it here in Madison. But it's a long time, long time deal that we've had uh, through this group of folks that work on dairy economics. Really, what a wonderful time to be talking about it, though, as a collective group. I mean, Chuck and I, before we started uh, this conversation, we're speaking off mic about everything happening with dairy policy. We've got a farm bill in the works. First time in my lifetime, I think, federal milk marketing orders getting a serious look. Tell me a little bit about the guts of this conference, Chuck. Okay, there are three main pieces that we're going to be talking about. One is actually looking at related to federal milk marketing orders. It's really about should we be pricing milk differently in the United States? We're going to have some folks both from the U.S. and from outside the U.S., U.K., Australia, um, and other parts of Europe 
We'll be talking about how they price milk there and maybe give us some ideas. And then we hope that provides some really good discussion about uh, should we, you know, think about keeping federal orders like they are or should we do some other stuff? We got a second thing that's kind of more of an emerging topic. A lot of folks have been talking about what's the role for carbon and carbon markets and carbon pricing for dairy. And some folks are thinking that's going to be a big source of revenue going forward. Uh, we're going to have a session that talks about what people are currently doing, uh, whether or not they're making money, and what this looks like going forward. Uh, so that's that's one thing. And finally, there's another topic that's a little bit less on the direct policy button, but it's about uh, co-ops have been putting in place a lot of these plans to try and better coordinate the supply of milk from their farms uh, with the demand for dairy products that are out there. Uh, that's been a big thing in the last five years or so, and we're wondering um, – what are they actually doing and how do they think it's working and what are the implications for the market going forward? So we got those three sessions over basically a day and a half. Uh, and we also then have, uh, for those who are interested, a optional tour of the Center for Dairy Research on the UW-Madison campus, their new facilities there, uh, hosted by the actual people at CDR themselves. Yeah, and that'll be interesting. That facility is absolutely state-of-the-art and beautiful. So sounds to me, at first blush, check this conference, the title... Uh, not necessarily alluring for a dairy farmer, for a uh, field representative, uh, for other agribusiness. But then when you look deeper on the topics you're discussing, it really does reach everybody in the industry. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this is a little bit more of a workshop for uh, a policy wonk and all of us, I guess, if you will. But I think the issues we're talking about and the people that we have, it's a lot of industry folks talking. It's not the academics talking. And what we're trying to do is facilitate a conversation folks can take back to their organizations and think more about it, uh, you know, maybe think about the information needs or the actions that might be necessary going forward. So it has a broader appeal than just the folks who, you know, put on the, the policy wonk hat. <laughs> I was going to say the old uh, overhead projectors, but then I'm dating myself <laughs> if I say that. But yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you're hearing as you pull this conference together. I mean, a lot of times you can get a gut feel on what topics should be discussed. And then when you start putting your panels together or inviting other other uh, collaborators to be involved, it may change what you initially thought was going to be the flow of conversation. What are you picking up these days, Chuck? We've already been through one of the major federal milk marketing order hearings in Indiana. Farm Bill is kind of quietly lurking in the background out in D.C. What sense are you getting from your peers as you move towards this workshop? I think each of the topics that we've identified have a great deal of enthusiasm. Uh, partly, we're not going to rehash the federal milk marketing order hearings. We want to think about, are there some new and different ideas? Uh, so I think that's something that's a contribution of this particular workshop. Uh, the buzz about carbon markets is there. We're seeing a lot more funding for environmental-related programs in dairy, especially even here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, and the last of the topics uh, really deals with the issue that we've seen a big price uh, swing in the last year and a half. Uh, folks like me tend to think that has a lot to do with how we're coordinating that supply and demand for milk. So if there's some things that we can do to better coordinate that supply and demand and maybe flatten out those thrashing price swings that we've seen recently – uh, that's something that's, I think, of interest to the industry. And like you said, we're going to get a little bit of a global perspective on dairy in general, not uh, not just what's happening with uh, milk prices, but you talk about supply chain coordination. We are so dependent on markets outside of our border that coordination is critical. No, absolutely. Uh, so that coordination is both here in the U.S., but it's also the coordination across those global supply chains that are really important. You know, the 20% of components 
dairy components to get exported from the U.S. So how many folks can you uh, handle for this event? Is there a cap? And how can I see more about it? So typically we expect about 120 to 150 people. 150 would be about our cap for the room. This is going to be in the Gordon Center uh, near the UW campus in Madison. If you want to find more information, the main website that you can look at and even register if you want is uwmadison.eventsair. That's A-I-R dot com. UWMadison.eventsair.com. Cool. Uh, now, like we said, it's October 24th and 25th. Uh, how much, I, how do you guys collaborate? How are you pulling this all together? Is it just you calling up a bunch of buddies out of your resource list? I mean, people have to understand um, the people that will fuel the strongest, strongest conversation here are getting to be a smaller and smaller pool. Sure. There are four of us left. Uh, all of us have far too much gray hair and are you know, looking at retirement plans and things like that. Uh, but there's myself here at UWM. Another key player is Chris Wolf at Cornell University. And we have the retirees that are part of our group, Mark Stevenson, former director of dairy policy analysis at UW-Madison, and Annie Novakovich, longtime industry person uh, affiliated with Cornell, but with Wisconsin Roots. So the four of us are the main ones, and we have a, an extensive network that we built up over the years uh, that allow us to invite people and actually get them to come. You know, and that's the other reason why I like to toss in that a lot of this momentum is fueled in part by the Dairy Innovation Hub, which has received uh, substantial financial support from the state of Wisconsin. How do you feel about uh, the spark that the Dairy Innovation Hub was designed to uh, ignite for dairy information, dairy research, dairy in a whole different way, Chuck? Uh, the Dairy Innovation Hub is uh, is amazing. I mean, I wouldn't be here without that. We wouldn't be hosting this workshop here in Madison. In fact, as a part of the program, we're going to have Heather White, the faculty director of the Dairy Innovation Hub, come and give an overview. Uh, we'll have a display booth there so that folks can understand more about this uh, unique and innovative effort. In fact, in recent conversations uh, among folks at the Hub, uh, they've been talking about how other states are starting to look to Wisconsin as a model for this kind of effort uh, to uh, help promote and sustain the dairy industry. So other folks, there's a lot of buzz out there in other states about wish, wishing they had this. Yeah, well, and you also mentioned it's not a bad recruiting tool for you folks that are still on campus looking for, uh, you know, the next leadership or for agribusiness in the in the state. It's not a bad recruiting tool. No, not, not at all. I mean, there's a critical mass of folks working on all aspects of dairy. I like to say we go from the microbes in the room end to global markets in China, uh, and we have folks that are working on all these different dimensions. So there's a lot of opportunities for the community to be involved by looking at what folks are doing. That information is all on the Dairy Hub website under the Project Showcase. And there's also opportunities for folks who are thinking that they might want to make a career of this, not so much doing the research side, but learning about some stuff and then going out and applying that in, in agribusinesses here in the state. And that is Chuck Nicholson for the University of wisconsin animal and dairy sciences thank you so much pam for that update and jill this will be up on our podcast a little bit later on and how do people find our podcast go to the wax website click on midwest farm report and slide down a little bit and it's under the podcast tab excellent there you go thank you so much jill and we got to get moving along this morning we're almost at 5 30 and rocky olson he'll be joining us next with premier livestock so stay with us and Rocky Olson is joining us now. Good morning, Rocky. 
Good morning. So, it's a chillier morning than what we're used to. I guess it is. I Did didn't even realize it until I just looked at the thermometer. It was that chilly. You what, you're not outside cleaning barn and, you know, picking up sticks and stuff? Not yet. Well. 34 here. Oh, 34? Oh, <laughs> that's chilly. So, did you go out youth hunting this weekend with the kids? I did. Yeah, and? I took my daughter out Saturday night, seen a few, nothing to shoot. And then uh, yesterday, I took my eight-year-old boy out, and uh, he wasn't real, real good with the gun yet. So, we let him shoot the crossbow, and he got his first buck last night. Hey! Good for him! That's exciting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, eight years old, so that was quite a feat. I hadn't shot my first deer at eight, that's for sure. <laughs> Yep, I know the times have changed and a lot of younger kids are getting out there, which is good. It's good to get that next generation up and excited and ready to do something. For sure. All right, well, it's a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on at Premier Livestock and Withy? Uh, thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier. We sold 3,250 head last week. Fed cattle traded steady to a little lower. High choice and prime Holstein steers from 150 to 162. Selected low choice 140 to 149. Choice beef steers and heifers up to a dollar 83. Market cows are trending lower. Uh, high yielding cows from a dollar five to a dollar twenty five. We did see extreme top last week of one thirty two, but most of the cows trading from seventy five to one oh four. High yielding market bulls from a dollar five to a dollar twenty six. Uh, newborn Holstein bull calves very strong, mostly from two fifty to five thirty per head. Your beef cross calves from three fifty to seven sixty per head. Holstein heifer calves up to one hundred and seventy five. This week. Tuesday, we have our special feeder cattle auction. A uh, very nice run of feeder cattle for the sale. We also have uh, beef herd dispersal, uh, accepting all classes of beef cows and feeder cattle. We're expecting 800 to 1,000 head. If you're bringing bred beef cows, they need to come in Monday night or Tuesday morning before 9 a.m. Then Wednesday, we get our dairy cattle auction. Uh, that's featuring two short notice Jersey herds, uh, several other Jersey consignments. We have one group, uh, fresh cows that are all registered and they're all A2A2. Uh, plenty of Holsteins also, guys, on the sale. A lot of uh, parlor freestall fresh cows. Uh, full list of consignments at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier at 715-229-2500. Auction reminder, big large farm machinery auctions coming up November 3rd. Just going to be a couple weeks to get your consignments in to make the advertising list and get to get pictures taken. Uh, so get those consignments in this week. Uh, we'll be taking consignments six days a week. Saturday, we're going to be from 8 to noon. The rest of the day's regular business hours. So, hope to see you folks bringing equipment this week. And any questions, like I said, give us a call. 715-229-2500. And that's how it's shaped up. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Rocky, for the update. Enjoy your day, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great one. There he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock and Withy. And now it's that time of the morning to check in with our 13 first alert weather genius, Mike D'Andrea. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. So, Pumping the tires a little bit this morning, huh? What's that? Pumping my tires a little bit this morning. Well, you know, somebody's got to. That's you true. Know, you stole my thunder on, thir- on TV this morning with my <laughs> jokes. Well, I, I try to, like, say them quietly, and then it just it's not quiet. Uh-huh. 
Well, hey, you know. <laughs> and Alex told me one time where, uh, you know, he was like, uh, you know, you, you steal someone's punchline and it's the adult equivalent of popping a balloon. Or no, Alex stole my punchline and Morgan said that. I lied. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, she's like, that's the adult equivalent of popping a balloon. I know. That's how I feel right now. I'm just that. I'm that <laughs> kid that goes around and pops everyone's balloon, apparently. <laughs> well, so the question is, did you hear about the restaurant that opened on the moon? Was it out of this world? It had great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> As I say, I like both of those. <laughs> and you know what else you can call it? There's there's a spot on the keyboard if you have a computer in front of you. You can uh, you can call it the space bar. Ooh. Wow. Dude, what do you do on your time off? Do you just sit there and, like, scroll through stuff? Well, you know, I'm becoming a dad, so it's just like the, the jokes just infiltrate my oh, mind. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's, that's it. You know, the difference between a dad joke and a bad joke is just one letter. <laughs> okay, so why is Peter Pan always flying? Because he never lands. Oh. <laughs> Dang, I thought I had you on that one. Sorry about that. All right. I'll let you get into the weather. I'm going to look at more jokes here. <laughs> Good deal. Maybe you can stump me one of these days. I've got one for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for today, we'll have a little bit of a chilly start, which we've already seen, but more sunshine later on with highs in the low 50s. Tonight, dipping to the mid to upper 30s with a few clouds rolling in. Could start off tomorrow with a little bit of frost. Highs in the mid 50s once again. Wednesday, mostly sunny. Upper 50s, one of our warmer days before chances for showers return on Thursday into the afternoon. Mostly cloudy, mid 50s. Highs on Friday in the upper 40s and low 50s with more chances at some showers. A few of those take us into Saturday as well with highs right around 50. And for Sunday, mostly cloudy. Highs in the low 50s. Right now, mainly clear and no clear with a temperature of 40 degrees. Ooh! 40. Yeah. It dropped a degree from when I came in. It has, and uh, Hayward was in the 20s this morning. Ooh. They were 27 not too long ago. I, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, and uh, wind chill 35 degrees, just FYI. Ugh. <laughs> Give you, all the good news today. Yeah, you popped my balloon, and now like, you're giving us more. bad news. <laughs> all right, I got one last joke before I let you go. Okay. What gets wetter the more it dries? What gets wetter the more it dries? Uh, I don't know. <gasps> you don't know? I don't know. A towel. I should have known that one. <laughs> what gets wetter the more it dries? That's a, a good point. Mm-hmm. You'll have to share that one with Alex. See if you can stump him on that. He might have heard that one now. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you pop my balloon. Maybe he's trying to stump you this morning. Maybe that's true. I'll, I'll find out. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy the weather. You too. And give us a better forecast for tomorrow. This is the best one. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> All right, catch you later, Mike. You bet. There he goes, your 13 first alert weather, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. And your weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Get 4.9% financing on select 2024 Subaru Outback models at Chilson.com. And that's the weather on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time in the morning, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. Morgan McCarthy joins us now. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on in the world of news today? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Coming out of the weekend, we start with a world stage in Wisconsin connections as the death toll keeps climbing after Hamas's coordinated attack on Israel over the weekend. More than a 1,000 Israelis and Palestinians have been killed, officials confirming American casualties as well. Wisconsin's elected leaders condemning the violence that has come along with the weekend attack against Israel, which responded with airstrikes in Gaza, formally declaring war on the militant group Sunday. In headlines that bring us to our state, there's something about the Wisconsin capital that you may not know, and in 
fact, it stands unique in the country in that there's not a lot of security, but that could change after an armed man was taken into custody at the Wisconsin Capitol last week. State Senate President Chris Capango was on WISN's Upfront saying he's considering security enhancements for the building. So we're definitely looking at measures to make sure we're reacting appropriately. And we're one of the few capitals in the, in the United States who do not have security measures in place right now. So it's a conversation we have to have. A 43-year-old man was taken into protective custody after twice showing up at the Capitol with guns, both times demanding to see Governor Tony Evers. Now, late last week, both Evers and Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said they do not want to restrict public access to the Capitol or require people to go through a security screening. In other headlines, the deer are moving. Of course, uh, Jill and Kristen usually get you that information as they start out about that count in the morning. But just a reminder from Wistot that those dark and dusk times are going to be particularly active as we get back to this time of year again in Wisconsin. Slowly coming back to us all, isn't it? And that Packers game tonight against the Raiders. That's your Monday night football matchup. If you're slated to watch that, you might want to plan on some extra coffee. Those uh, Monday night games sometimes make for a slow Tuesday. Or maybe you just want to hit snooze a little bit longer. If you're a billionaire, it might not be a bad thing to do as that jackpot still climbing. No winner Saturday night, which means tonight's Powerball jackpot would be $1.5 billion. Do the quick math there. Uh, $680 million lump sum. Of course, that's before for taxes. Something tells me most of us will be back to work doing chores or in the barn. And we better get back there. With Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time in the morning to check in with some morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Bryce Cragness. And Bryce, catch us up. How'd the sale go on Friday? Beef steers under 400 pounds, dollar seventy-five to two seventy. Beef steers 400 to 600 pounds, dollar sixty-five to two sixty-five. Beef steers 600 to 800 pounds, dollar sixty to two forty. Beef steers over 800 pounds, two dollars and down. Beef heifers under 400 pounds, dollar seventy to two sixty. Beef heifers 400 to 600 pounds, dollar fifty-five to two fifty. Beef heifers 600 to 800 pounds, dollar fifty to two twenty. Beef heifers over 800 pounds, two dollars and down. Holstein steers under 400 pounds, dollar fifty to two thirty. Holstein steers 400 to 600 pounds, dollar forty to two twenty-five. Holstein steers 600 to 800 pounds, dollar thirty-five to one eighty. Holstein steers over 800 pounds, dollar sixty and down. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, October thirteenth at twelve. This has been Bryce Cragness reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Bryce. You as well. That's Bryce Cragness from the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we're going to switch over to Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you and Jill. And, uh, well, uh, fall is definitely in the air here, uh, and uh, 35 degrees here this morning. And one thing before we get going here, uh, I think today is sort of like a federal holiday, isn't it? Yes, today is Columbus Day, so that means there's no mail. And uh, banks are closed, too, most of them. But anyway, before we get... Equity Stratford is open today, so we'll get that out of the way right away. So, well, it's uh, and I I can see that you and Jill are both on the job today, so you didn't win the you didn't win the lottery either, huh? Well, I can't say if I did or didn't, because you know, I, I mean, <laughs> even if I won the lottery, I think I'd still do something fun for work. Uh, well, just buy the station <laughs> <laughs> right away. I I want to enjoy my life, not get more stressed. <laughs> oh, okay. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, well, that way, if you were the uh, if you bought the station and you were the station, well, technically you'd be Bob's boss, then you know. Ooh, oh, we're gonna talk more. Yeah, we're definitely no, talking no. about this, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, catch us up. It's a busy morning. What's going on at the Stratford Equity Barn? 
We better tell the folks about the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, Kristen, again, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Uh, and a full marketing uh, week on tap here at Equity Stratford. Of course, we do get started Monday morning right away this morning at 10 o'clock with the market auction. We will sell those market cows this morning, along with fed cattle and market bulls. We'll get to those baby calves at 11.30. And just a brief look at the market from last week. Uh, uh, we are seeing uh, definitely a little weaker trend on the market cows uh, last week, especially on the close. Uh, most of the cows on the close last week were selling between 75 and a dollar. We did some high, higher yielding cows earlier last week, up to 120. Uh, anyway, fed cattle mostly on a steady to weak trend last week. Calf market, different story. Very, very strong on the calves all last week. So we'll see how that transpires out here uh, this week. And uh, moving on to Tuesday. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we do get started at uh, 10 o'clock uh, with the uh, hay and bedding auction. And we do have small squares of straw. A lot of people don't make small squares of anything anymore, say nothing about straw. So if you're looking for small squares of straw, tomorrow at 10 o'clock here at Stratford. Uh, uh, market auction tomorrow does start at 11 o'clock. And we do sell organic market cattle every Tuesday. Organic market was fully steady last week uh, with those organic cows selling mostly from 145 to 160. Wednesday auction starts around 10. Uh, full marketing day on Wednesday, of course. We sell most of our fed cattle also on Wednesday, along with the market cattle. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, feeder cattle sale at 12.30 on Wednesday afternoon. We've got some very nice, top-quality black Angus cattle consigned for that sale on Wednesday. Uh, both steers, heifers, and bulls, most of those cattle are going to weigh from about 550 to 750 So if you're in the black Angus business, we do have some very top-quality black Angus consignments for Wednesday here in Stratford. Again, that will be at 12.30. Our Thursday auction does start at 11. Market auction with market cattle and baby calves. And again, folks, you got cattle consigned. We like hearing from you. 687-4101 is our phone number. So let us know. And uh, I guess that's about all we have for you ladies this morning. You enjoy the day. And, uh, well, it's um, fall leaf raking and all that other good stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. I let the lawnmower mulch it up good, and then it's done for the year. I don't have any trees, so... I don't have a lot of leaves. Well, anyway, but like we've said before in the last few weeks and all throughout all the year, but folks, do be careful on the roads because lots and lots of corn chopping, just a lot of lot of harvesting going on. And, of course, now it's uh, before we get rid of this stupid daylight saving time. That's my soapbox for this morning. A lot of kids are getting on the bus here, quarter to 7, 7 o'clock, not fully light yet. So be careful out there. We don't need any accidents. Sounds good, Jerry. Well, you have a great day. We'll catch you later. You betcha. And we'll talk to Jill tomorrow morning. Sounds good. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. This morning on our Next Grow Alfalfa Alfalfa Update program brought to you by Next Grow Alfalfa. Dr. Dan Undersander is our guest as we sit at World Dairy Expo among all the samples at this year's, top samples, I should say, at this year's World Forage Super Bowl at World Dairy Expo. And Dan, as, as you walked through and took a, just a general overall look and scanned the show itself, your impressions of the 2023 World Forage Analysis Super Bowl. Well, we had another good year again, Bob. The uh, numbers were down slightly from last year, but we still had close to 300 entries, which is very good. And one of the things about this, it's really a national show. This isn't a Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois show at all. That's exactly right. Uh, Frankly, cattle eat about the same all over the country. And so when I took over many years ago, that was part of what we uh, did was to uh, make sure that the rules would fit so that they applied to the quality of forage irregardless of where it was grown. 
this becomes particularly important because now when we have a Wisconsin winner, it means not just that they did good for Wisconsin, but that they did good for all of the country. Uh, and, and as we look at it, you'd mentioned to me that one of the things you're happy to see is the alfalfa is here as more and more guys go to corn silage for their cows. Alfalfa is still a foundation product. That's right. Uh, what we see all over is that the highest yielding herds still have significant alfalfa in the ration. Uh, it gives a number of benefits nutritionally and from buffering and other things. So we do think that there is merit in the alfalfa. The other thing that we're seeing now is that alfalfa is really important in rotations uh, because it provides nitrogen to the next crop and it provides a rotational benefit. Corn, wheat, sorghum, canola all yield 15 to 20 percent more following alfalfa than they do following corn. So a lot of good reasons to uh, be growing alfalfa and to keep it in the uh, rotation and in the diet for the animals that you're feeding. And it doesn't hurt either to come to World Forge's Nellis' Super Bowl and take home a nice check for the entries. I mean, they're rewarded pretty nicely. That's right. The rewards were around $2,500 for the champions and and, uh, lesser for other categories. But uh, nonetheless, it, it is a decent check. Uh, we were talking about the national uh, entries, and I'm just looking here among the champions. We have a champion from Colorado, New York, Oklahoma, Missouri, Utah. So, again, uh, the hay and, and haylage are from all over the country. And it will continue that way. Next week, we're going to catch up with Dan about some of the entries from our area at World Forage Analysis Super Bowl on our next Grail Valve Update program with Dr. Dan Undersander from World Dairy Expo. I'm Bob Bosold. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's take a look at those markets this morning. On the Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn was up three cents on the overnight to four ninety five. December oats up three at four twenty seven. November beans were up six cents to twelve seventy two. December soybean meal was up a dollar sixty a ton to three seventy three seventy a ton. December wheat was up nine at five seventy eight. Country elevators in the area: Golden Plump in Arcadia is at four eighty for corn. Baldwin's at four forty five and eleven ninety one. Wheat and grain in Chippewa is at four thirty six and twelve oh three. Wheat and grain Connorsville four thirty one and eleven ninety eight. Durand is at four forty for corn, eleven eighty one for beans. Mondovi's at four forty five and eleven eighty seven. Elmwood's at four fifty and eleven ninety one. Fall Creek is at four forty and eleven eighty one. Osseo's at four fifty five for corn, eleven ninety one for beans. Northside and Loyal and in Arcadia is at four fifty one and eleven eighty nine. Elk Mound is at four forty and eleven ninety six. Sparta is at four thirty nine and eleven seventy seven. Ellsworth is at four twenty for corn, eleven seventy one for beans. Ethanol plants in the area: Boyceville's at four forty five, Stanley's at four fifty five, New Richmond at four fifty. Switching over to that dairy side, barrel cheese was up one and three quarter cent to three fifty and a quarter. And we've got your barrels were up one and three quarter cent to a dollar fifty seven and three quarters. Your blocks were up one and three quarter cent to a dollar seventy and a quarter. And switching over to those class three futures, October was up a penny at sixteen eighty six. November up eight cents at seventeen thirty six. December up eight cents at seventeen fifty seven. January was down just three cents at seventeen ninety six. February rebounded up three cents to eighteen oh eight. 
And then those markets were mixed into 2024. That's a look at your morning markets. And if you are just waking up this morning, it's chilly, 40 degrees. World Dairy Expo wrapped up on Friday. Congratulations again to Shakira, the Holstein from Quebec, Canada. She took home the Supreme Champion title. Second time she's done it. Back in 2021, she did. And again in 2023. So it's a great day. We're looking at a high of 53 degrees with a mostly sunny day. So get up, get at them, and enjoy your day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.